Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX Suns podcast here on PHNX, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. If you bet $1 on any football game this weekend, you will get $200 in free bets. It is that easy from our friends at DraftKings. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy hoy, joined as always by Lindsey Smith. By the man who, without him, we would not have any of this. Jesus Skull Christ. Bookman. <laughs> Give that man his flowers. Making... Give him the credit. <laughs> and nerd, <laughs> Gerald Borgay. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, I couldn't resist it. Sorry, Gerald. Uh, He's we, not wrong. No, no. And you, but we, we get, need it. We do. We do we need, need a nerd it. on the staff. And that's, that's the role Gerald will fill. And he'll fill it very well, especially when we talk about... DeAndre Ayton's potential contract extension later in the show. But I, as always, we're going to start this with our tip topic of the game or the show. I think, <laughs> I was like, damn, are we playing a still, game right We're now? still working out the kids. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we're, we're, playing, we're playing okay, actual it's, it's basketball. Two on two game. right now. Let's go. <laughs> I want to know, what are your favorite? Wait, if we're playing two on two, can we swap? Like, <laughs> please. Oh, damn. You know, I I'm, want just, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I've seen Espo dunk a basketball, so don't sleep on that. <laughs> Seven foot rim, but assisted <laughs> by Devin Booker. So that works out. <laughs> so what are your favorite kicks of all time? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you just. No, favorite basketball kicks. Basketball kicks. Let's do that because basketball. Fever kicks is too much, I feel okay. like, right now. Okay. Okay. I only like know shoes better. that were used to play basketball in. I only know basketball oh. kicks. I don't okay. know any other okay. kind of kicks. Okay, because so. I was like, that opens the door a lot. <laughs> what? what? Why don't then we I got to change my answer. This is this is your area, one of your areas of expertise. Um, So my favorite basketball shoe is one that I don't believe is actually still being used, but it's the Blazers. Like, Westy rocked these. They were the first Nike basketball shoe that was created. I still love them. They have so many cool different colorways. Like, they're just as popular now as they were back in the day, at least from a fashion perspective and a culture perspective. And I'm a big fan of the Blazers, so I'm going with the Blazers. Did Westies have the zipper on the side like yours? His did not. No. <laughs> His right. did not. But a he little different take cool, on that. There was, like, a poster, I think, that he did with Nike, yeah. and it was, like, one of the coolest like Nike ads, I feel like anything vintage is always going to be at the top of the list, but I really enjoyed that, and I, I just love blazers. I don't think they would be great basketball shoes today. They'd probably be horrendous basketball shoes, <laughs> Yeah, but they're still one of my favorites. Blazers are the shoes, not the ones that play in Portland, correct? Right. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I don't know what the name of it is, but uh, <laughs> back in the day, I think I want to say like 86, 87, Magic and Bird had a Converse commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were th- those were the ones that uh, actually my dad had a pair of those. I didn't really use them too much. And my first uh, game, I think it was like sixth grade. Um, I didn't have my shoes. Like I literally wore a hole through the shoe through the sole, and so I used my dad's shoes. I just took them to the game without his permission, and I bawled my ass off. So those <laughs> are my favorite ones. I, love I like that story. Got to be the shoes. Um, I'm not really good with shoes, but I like, I mean, the Jordan ones are still classic, I feel like. And that's the most generic thing that I looked up an hour before the show. So. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, a good, it's a good shoe. I like to imagine Gerald sitting there Googling. Like cool best, kicks. Best basketball <laughs> kicks. <laughs> that looks good. I'll go with that. Uh, you know, mine, uh, it's got to be the pumps, the Reebok pumps. Okay. There was, uh, you know, again, Showing my age, but D Brown in the dunk contest, leaning oh, down, pumping yeah. those bad boys. I I then had the I had the actual Shactus colorway ones that were the 
the purple and orange uh, that they re-released or that they released uh, a few years ago. And what, what, do you know what shoes said Sabalas was wearing when he blindfolded himself? I do not. Uh, is any, if anybody out there does, that's probably oh, a good you don't, know. Oh, do you know? <laughs> you or, don't, I do not know. Asking? No, okay, I do not know. Gotcha. Hey, and also shout out to said Sabalas. Hopefully he's uh, yeah. he's going to pull through this. I know he's, he's battling COVID and he's in the hospital right now. So prayers up to him. Good vibes out there. You guys want to take a guess um, which players signature shoes not just singular but they have multiple shoes uh dominate the nba today gotta be kobe's right no. yeah who's second i looked this up last night second. i was like hmm. kd no care to guess uh i'm gonna say i want to say kyrie's yeah kyrie oh. irving he's got <laughs> the second with 49 players wearing his shoes nice Wasn't kyrie the one that did the special edition cereal shoes that were like after actual cereal like Fruit Loops and stuff. I don't know, but if I would you, rock some of those. If you know, hit it up, hit us up in the chat. We <laughs> want to sure. know what your favorite basketball kicks are as well. And you can tweet it at us too, at PHNX underscore Suns. We want to hear your answers. It's 2K Day, everybody. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I forgot the cake to celebrate. Uh, <laughs> I, I never forget the cake. I, like, I, I always know where the cake is. Uh, Joshua Lefferman, by the way, says the Lucky Charms. They were Lucky Charms. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. There were the... Kyrie Lucky Charms. Thank you. So, so yes, it's 2K Day. Now, I don't want to debate players' actual ratings. I get, so what? It's some, it's some mathematical algorithm that's determining things. I don't care who was ranked what. But what I want to know is if you had a personal 2K rating, what trait would be your highest score and what would that score be? You guys go first. <laughs> Nobody wants to go. What, would it make hard. me feel ahead, better Gerald. if I go with mine? Yeah, first? you yeah, go first. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the easy one is my snark would be 99. Okay. Right? I think that. But self-deprecation is very close <laughs> at a 98. So so those are my skills. And basketball skills, all 35. 35s. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, I would probably say I'm a little bit of a degenerate in this regard. So I would say consuming quad shots of whiskey, I'm a 98. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'm the only person okay. I know that's able to do that. We now know what we're that doing on post-game shows. That was a thing in the finals shows. for you, wasn't it? It absolutely was. <laughs> I actually what, raised some money maybe, for, actually. yeah, <laughs> I, I raised some money during the summer by, I set like a target goal um, against anti-AAPI uh, hate. And we got to the target goal, and I promised if we got there, I would do two quad shots. <laughs> I had to do two. I feel like I remember saying that. Oh, holy crap. That, he, he took it like a champ, too, because you recorded yourself doing I, it. I and it was like, it wasn't even like a major cringe face afterwards or whatever. I was like, okay, Gerald. Man. Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I think I think we now have to make some bets, and that's the that's the payoff is Gerald uh, doing quad some quad shots. I think that's man. fair. Non-game days only. <laughs> <laughs> he might need a day off man. the next day, too. Um, I, for me, uh, man, uh I want to say patience, but we all know that's a zero. Uh, so I, I'd probably say uh, persistence uh, would be like a 98, 99, because I think I've bugged every single one of you to about doing podcasts or some type of show or something that I wanted to do with you at some point uh, in the last year or so. So uh, I'm very persistent. You can ask my fiance. I don't, I don't think you give yourself enough cre- credit on the patience rating because you've dealt with me for a year and we're still together. Well, it goes so. both ways. I promise you that. <laughs> I have it's no your, patience, so I can't be on that one. <laughs> I think mine's going to be resourcefulness because there's not like, 
throughout my whole life, if I've never been able to like figure out how to or to do something, I'll find a loophole or a way to do it um, that might not be like the traditionally like the right way to do it or the easiest way. But I'm pretty resourceful in figuring out like if I want something, I'm going to get it and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. So I would say resourcefulness would be my uh, top rated. Fabio in the chat said Espo's pass rating is very high because of the alley to book. Oh, oh, the one video that there was one decent pass that I made. The man behind the Mac, Shane Diefenbach, I think has a 99 on mustache growing. I think he's our producer. And it's got to be pretty high. Dude, it's definitely very porn stash going. It, it, it is. 70s vibes all over the place it, it with Shane. Impressive. It's because my mouth is so small. <laughs> That's the only reason. When I smile, it doesn't look You really want to transition from so porn to small mouth? Zero, <laughs> zero on the mouth size, apparently, in his ratings. We're gonna we're gonna bring sorry we're gonna I bring had, Shane oh in for you, if you throw it up, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> my potential it. is really high. Though. <laughs> Fantastic! And we actually oh got goodness. him a mic this time, so you can yes. hear him if you're uh, if you're watching or listening to I, the show. I actually thought Shane was about to say, "I'm a star. I'm a big, bright, shiny star." <laughs> oh, ah, uh, Dirk Diggler references gotta, for life. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. Show two, we got a Dirk Diggler there we reference. Go. There in. We go, yeah. uh, what were the DraftKings odds on that one? Anybody? Know? <laughs> oh. And go. <laughs> no, no read. That was just an extra bonus drop for our friends at DraftKings. Uh, power rankings. Another thing that some people look at the same way they look at ratings for 2K. But I, I, a lot of the preseason power rankings or or pre preseason, whatever you call early September in NBA world uh, have come out. Mark Stein has the Suns fourth overall. Uh, ESPN has the Suns fourth overall. CBS Sports has the Suns third overall. Where do you guys look at where this team ranks in the NBA? Where, where do you think at this point they should be sitting in, in a proverbial power ranking? Honestly, I think four is good um, because, you know, you're always going to have the, the mystique of the Lakers – at full strength, and then they added uh, Russell Westbrook, so you don't know how that's all going to shake out. But they got stronger. They got a little bit better. And then the Clippers with Kawhi coming back into the fold, if he does. I don't think he will be for quite a while, but um, if he does by the end of the season, that 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 makes them a pretty strong contender. Um, and then you just never know. I mean, I don't think anybody knows what to expect from Golden State this year with Klay Thompson back. Um, if Klay Thompson comes back at normal Klay Thompson you know, levels, and Steph is what Steph was last year, then that team is right back to where they were, you know, two seasons ago at, at contending for a championship. So the West is always going to be loaded, and you have the Bucks and the Nets on, on the side, on the East. But in terms of the Suns being the most consistent out of any team in the NBA, I think that's the reason why you would put them in the top five for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You look at the teams that are ahead of them, and they all make sense. you got the defending champs at the top in – Every single one except CBS who has the Nets because the Nets fully healthy. I think a lot of people kind of forgot this, but like James Harden went down, Kyrie went down. Before those guys went down, everyone in the West was kind of looking at the Nets like, man, I hope they don't make it to the finals because I don't know if anybody's beating them four times in seven games. So Bucks, Nets, Lakers, I kind of get. I'm not as high on the Russell Westbrook edition, so I feel like I would put the Suns over them, but you know, they, they have the star power. Everybody's still saying the Lakers would have won that series if AD was healthy. So I think number four is respectable, and it's it allows them to kind of keep that chip on their shoulder as far as, like, 
people believe in us, but maybe not as much as they should. That's exactly what I was going to say. I kind of don't want it to be any higher because <laughs> I want the players and us in, in the fan base to be like, yeah, watch us. You yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. still have a little bit of that, like, something to prove. I do think having them at the 3-4 kind of spot helps um, with the Twitter trolls. I don't know if you guys have seen that as much as I have over the last couple months. It seems like there's a lot of fans from other teams in our timelines a little bit more than usual, which is to be expected when you make it all the way to the finals. But a lot of trash talk, um, which is cool. Like, we can have fun with it. But, like, okay, we're not the only – like, this isn't a – once in a lifetime, you got lucky, like kind of situation, and we're not the only ones saying that now. Mm-hmm. So this kind of gives credit to the fact that, like, it's not just hometownerism, right? The fans, I don't understand, and and I'll I'll get to the to the rankings here in a second. But the the fans, I don't understand being in in the Twitter mentions are the Denver fans. <laughs> like, why why do the Denver fans feel so emboldened to be like? Hey, I want to talk trash because, well, we didn't have Jamal Murray. You got swept. Did Jamal Murray really swing four victories? For I mean, you Jamal Murray is good as hell. I, I get it, but like it was a dominant performance the Suns put on. It wasn't like all oh, the the Suns won in a close game in Game Seven, where you know one game Jamal Murray swings in a big way or something. That that makes me laugh. For me, it's the Clippers, the Clippers fans all up in the chats because <laughs> oh well, if we had Kawhi, I'm like well. You know what? You also had like what 50, 60 other years, and you still didn't get to the Western Conference Finals until this one. So, like, shut the hell up and get out of my mentions. I really didn't realize there were Clippers fans until they started getting up in our mentions. Right? <laughs> my cousin is actually a Clippers fan, and I was like, and he's he he lived he was born and raised in L.A. And I, I every day I'm like, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? Why would you like pick the why the Clippers? That's self-deprecation. Well, right yeah, there. like when you have the Lakers right there, why the Clippers? <laughs> For me, it was Jamal Crawford. I just yeah, really liked fair. him, and I was like, all right. We love Jamal Crawford here. Yeah, and then when he came here, I was like, okay, you made the right choice. Because yeah. it just, be- like, it solidified it, like, okay, Jamal's a great person, great basketball player, like, win-win. Here. He was one of the few things that went right for that team totally. that year. yeah. Uh, Rankings-wise, uh, looking at it, I don't understand Lakers being ahead of the Suns, right? Mm. I-, I understand the full strength argument, fine, but. Do you really does anybody here really like what the Lakers did that much no. this offseason? I think they actually have put themselves in a situation where injury problems are going to be an even bigger issue I, this year based on age and mileage on the guys they got. I think it'll be an engaging thing to watch though. Yeah, like I mean, that's what the Lake, that's what the Lakers are though. Yeah. Every year they're they're the most, you know, captivating team in the league because they have so much drama surrounding them and that's mostly because LeBron's there. Like, wherever LeBron goes, for some reason, there's always, like, some type of drama going on. Uh, fair or not, it just happens with that guy. Uh, he's obviously one of the best players in the NBA. And with that team specifically, and, and this is where I, I might disagree a little bit, because of the LeBron factor and everybody possibly being at, at full strength, now that you have three superstars, if you lose one, now you have two that are at full strength no matter what. And I think those series, now, fair or not, I think they get a little bit closer against the Suns than than they were ultimately. So because we and we saw that you know, when they were down two one, you were like, we're, "We're we might be in trouble." And then AD goes down and changes everything. So if you had a Russell Westbrook who could also score to help out LeBron, that might shift things a bit. I I, I wonder if Russell Westbrook is still a true superstar in this game, or if he's he's past that window. Nice nice piece, still a star. I. 
I just we've seen it in OKC. We saw it in in Washington. I'm not sure if he's not OKC in in Houston and in Washington. I'm not sure he's that guy anymore. And at what point is LeBron not that guy? That's why I just I think the Suns should be at at the lowest third in any of these rankings. I can understand. Fine, the Nets. I get it. Uh, young superstars, a lot of guys in their prime, and and they loaded the back end of the roster. Mm-hmm. You can't rate the rank the Bucks lower than two mm-hmm. because they won the championship and they beat the Suns. So there's no, I don't think there's an argument for being above the Bucks at all. But I just I struggle with the the Lakers being above the Suns uh, based on it. But I guess we'll find out on the court soon enough what what that all looks. Do, like. I mean, do we think LeBron's done? Like, and I only say that because if you looked at the last two games against the Suns, granted he was by himself, basically, um, it just looked like he didn't have that extra gear that he normally does. He didn't force his way to the, to the, to the basket. Again, he was kind of dealing with that, that, the, the remnants of that ankle sprain. I think it was ankle sprain. Um, So I'm wondering like, was it the ankle sprain or was it age finally catching up to him? I think they kind of go hand in hand, honestly, because like if you look at LeBron's career, the guy has rarely been injured until the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's kind of part of it. Like his body is still, <laughs> I'm you know I'm, I'm saying his body's breaking down, and he looks better than I could ever dream of. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it's not except for that hairline, baby. Oh yeah, the hairline. You're good. You're good. The hairline's great. <laughs> um, but like, that's it's, important. Yeah, it's important. It is. I'll, I'll take. The Trust hairline. me. Every day, I'm like, oh, thank God, I got a full head of hair. <laughs> But yeah, he's he's not he's not quite what he once was athletically. I think we're gonna start to see him rest a little bit more and, and maybe have some of these um, you know bang up injuries that a lot of guys get that he just doesn't seem to get as often. I, but I wouldn't say that he's done, no. done no. by any means because LeBron without the extra gear is still a really solid top basketball player. So yeah. I feel like maybe he's not the LeBron we all know and love within the basketball world of being able to like perform at that highest of a level consistently, mm-hmm. but he's still going to be one of the top players, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on what defense he's playing against. There will be defenses that just aren't good that he looks like LeBron. When you play against a defense like the Suns, which is top top notch, he, he may look more like that guy that we saw in the playoffs than the guy we're used to. I, I, I think the Suns' defense deserves – a lot of credit. Yes, the ankle injury played a played a role, but the Suns' defense was very good in that Lakers series. And and with LeBron, I feel like that plays a big part in it. Is is that defense? And I, and I honestly, I would have put the Suns over the Lakers for two big reasons. One, like athleticism was a thing. The Suns looked like a more athletic team against the Lakers, especially after AD was bang up. And all summer, they just added a bunch of old dudes. Like someone called them yeah. LA. ARP, like because they're so old. I thought they like should be called old. We need a graphic. Shame. And they can't shoot. They call can't them, shoot. Call them the morgue because all they did was acquire corpses this offseason. Like that's the other thing they do. They did not stack that roster with shooters. No. I don't care about Carmelo. Yo, all these old heads that are like, oh my god, I, I still love Carmelo. He can still score. Yes, he can still score. But the Suns coming off of a. Finals run. I just keep thinking about Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and their their jump to this next level that I expect them to make, along with Da and the confidence that he gained from this this postseason. It's going to be a tall task for the Lakers to be able to take down a team that's only going to get better with with experience. I agree. 
well, guess what? We all now can legally put our money where our mouth is on these kind of things and bet against the Lakers this year if we want because gambling is legal in Arizona and our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is, is here for you just in time for football. And if you put $1 down on any football game, you make a $1 <clears throat> bet, you're going to get $200 in free bets. It is that easy. I actually did it. I used it last night during the first NFL Same. game. I won my first bet in in history, and uh, Wait, was it the Bucks bet? Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, I won the, that one. But oh, okay. the Bucks did everybody not lose won that by seventy four. I actually <laughs> technically I lost that. I oh, said, I wasn't paying attention yeah. to what you said <laughs> yesterday. Then I said technically I said that the Bucks wouldn't cover that. So I I won because I took the Cowboys plus nine, and it was it was nice. I actually won some money using. That free $200 I got for that $1 bet I put down with DraftKings. And it's safe, reliable, and secure. It's easy for you to make the deposit and then make that withdrawal, which I'm going to do so I can take the misses out this weekend. <laughs> I didn't win that much. We're only going to Freddy's or something oh, you know, for some fast <laughs> I didn't win that much money. Uh, don't don't act like take I was a high Freddy's. roller. I'm going to take you to a fancy Mexican restaurant, baby. Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Run for the border, baby. We're going to Taco Bell. All the sauce packets are more. So, yeah, so $1 bet. Uh, on what's any the over NFL under game? on the days before divorce? <laughs> <laughs> there are many factors that go into that. The odds are great right now. $1 on any football game this weekend, you're going to get $200 in free bets from our friends at DraftKings. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code PHNX to get that free $200 at when you put that $1 bet down. It's that easy yet. $200 free. I'm just going to keep saying it. That's a lot of scratch that you're going to get free for using that code PHNX uh, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions apply. Max $50 wager, one per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, and I need to stop trying to say that. Like the micro machine guy, because I'm going to trip over it every freaking time. <laughs> it's a mouthful, but you did a really good job. And you know what? The other thing on this is if you guys are like me and you need a little bit of help in the gambling space, I don't know anything about it. We got you covered at gophnx.com with our bet show. We've got written content that'll help you guys out in that area. And of course, just the general coverage that we all have um, here on the Sun Show, Cardinals, Coyotes. D-backs, U of A, ASU, you name it. We got it all. Um, we even got invited out to a, a, a Phoenix Rising game. That's right. Oh, yeah. Phoenix Rising, you know. So, uh, hey, who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll start covering that team That'll as well. That'll be super and, fun. And shout out to the Merc, too. Yeah. Totally. We'll oh, talk about the Merc. We will definitely talk about the Mercury yeah. on this show Absolutely. for sure. But if you guys like what we're doing and you want to support us along the way, just head on over to gophnx.com and become a member today. If you become a member, you'll also get a free T-shirt. We recommend picking the Suns one, but we've heard the Coyotes one is also a pretty hot commodity right now. we, we got to beat the Coyotes. Yeah, you can see all of the merch at phnxlocker.com. 
Um, but of course, all of this, you know, you always have access to this. If you're not ready to become a member, we're just happy you're here to hang out with us. Don't so. forget that sweet Discord. Oh, the Discord, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, it goes down in the Discord, one. baby. <laughs> we're sure. getting that T-shirt. With, yep. with Yo, I, I hit that chat up yesterday or this morning for the first time, and I, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at all these Suns fans. It's crazy. And people just chatting. Gerald's hitting everybody up. And so it, it, it's the place to be, especially if you want to chat with any of us um, offline. Like, that's a, that's a great place to go. And you can only do that by becoming a member. I loved that that one member was already pimping Gerald's articles. Yeah. In the, we didn't Ty. have to do it. He's just yeah. like, hey, man, Gerald wrote something. Shout that's, out Ty. Yeah, He's plugging my own article nice. for me. Again, that's this nice, is a community. This <laughs> is a family. And, like, hey, that. we want to share these ideas and this content with you guys. I heard, awesome. uh, I heard Gerald's going to open up his own room. For discords, so people oh. can just come in and talk to it's, them. And is it going to be called? Is there, it going to so. be called the G <laughs> Room? <laughs> Sources say. They're going to talk. So, real, 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 real G's I'm only. The hairline he's got. Everyone can be like, "You're looking cute AF today." Did you say oh, the G spot, Shane? Oh, oh, my God. Of course, the man yes. with the mustache. Yes. When you first asked me for names for my segment. I, I I first thought it was like the G spot. It's like nope, can't do that. We, oh, we dude, never we totally should have done Gerald, it, Gerald. We never yes. would have found it on the rundown. All right, we never would have found it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, what the, what the hell just Liz, happened on the show? Lizzie is rethinking her whole decision to come back to cover the Suns. Uh, HR on line three. Uh, HR on line I'm three. Who's our HR representative again? We, Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He we're in trouble. <laughs> All right. Let's get us back on course Please. just a little bit. Please. The next conversation we're going to have is, is DeAndre Ayton a max player? This topic is a hard one for me because the numbers situation, the cap, all that stuff is a little over my head. As our resident nerd, Gerald, nerd. can you please help nerd. break this down for us? Like Give us the scenarios. <laughs> like, should the Suns do this? Can the Suns do this? Should they not do this? Sure. Break it down for us. In terms of max contracts, and I'll try to make this as concise and easy to understand yeah, as possible. Yeah, talk to me like I'm 12. I know when I start talking about contract details, people's eyes like glaze over a little bit. So <laughs> basically, if they're going to offer him a max, they have some options. They have a four-year max, which would be $133 million, about that amount. But if you look at guys around the league, they're getting five-year max deals, and there's a huge difference between what the Suns can offer between four years and five years. So Aiton's people are going to push for five. A five-year max for Aiton would be five years, 172 and like a half million, basically. Um, and that is a deal that not a lot of guys get. Like, you look around the league, this year it's been uh, Shy Gilgis-Alexander and Trey Young, and then Luka Doncic got a full five-year max for like $207 million because he qualified for different all-NBA parameters that were set within his contract. So he was able to get a little bit more, but it's basically the same, what's called a designated rookie max extension, that five-year max. DeAndre Ayton, you can make the case <clears throat> that he's not quite in that same caliber of player as far as creators, and we'll get into this obviously, um, but they can add escalators as well to his five-year max. Like if he makes the MVP, if he get if he wins MVP or Defensive Player of the Year or gets an All NBA selection, then it can jump to between 25 and 30 percent of the salary cap. So that 172 million is basically 25 percent of the salary and cap. That, that's why Devin Booker maxed out at 158. Yes, several and years ago because he had never made an All Star game. He never had a all right. NBA selection, stuff like that, right? Right, and, and the, the max that you can get is dependent year by year based on what the salary cap is. So Devin did sign that five-year 
max, but the cap wasn't quite where it is now, so it's a little bit different. That's why Aiden's money is going to go up a little bit. Are there elevators too, or just escalators? In this? Uh, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck kind of question? Dumb was that? I had to think, like, and then I was like, he's "This is already a, complex enough. We're throwing curveballs in there." Airport joke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people want to get to that money faster. They want the <laughs> elevator, not the escalator. All right. Yeah. So basically, what you need to know about this is you can't offer DeAndre Ayton, quote unquote, a little less than the max if you're giving him a five-year deal. And this is something that uh, David Nash of the Four Point Play, love him, pointed out on Twitter is that. If you give him the four-year max, it's 133. If you give him the five-year max, it's automatically 172. So there is no in-between. That's a difference of 40 million. So that's why DeAndre Ayton's people are going to be pushing for this fifth year. The question is now, and I'm going to toss it to you guys because I know eyes glazing over with the numbers, <laughs> but is he worth that five-year $172 million deal that historically doesn't get given out to a lot of first-round rookies? You know, man, I, I'm I'm conflicted because I I've followed DA since high school, and uh, I've seen the potential. And if this year hadn't happened, I think no way in the world would you ever even consider something like that. Mm -hmm. However, this contract could set the tone for the next one, um, and you you got to figure DA's got at least ten years left to play. And if you go and don't give him the five year deal. And he ends up being the superstar that we all hoped he would be. You're 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 really running a risk that he doesn't come back after that four years or whatever they they end up giving him. So, I think because of that and the potential of Da and what he showed defensively specifically for this team and for Devin Booker and for Campaign and all these young guys, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. I think you give him the max because I feel like he's the most important player that can possibly take you to the next level and be a consistent championship contender, you know, for the next five years. There are two reasons for me that, that you give him the max. Uh, and one of them applies to Mikhail Bridges as well, which I think we'll talk about next week. <clears throat> but you can't Joe Johnson the situation. Mm. I get $5 million and $40 million are very different in terms of Contract, but the principle is the same. It's it's a, an amount of money that you should pay this guy, and you do not fight over it because then there's the potential that he goes into restricted free agency. You strain the relationship; it causes issues. Prove that that you've learned the lesson. Don't Joe Johnson him or Mikael Bridges for that matter. Make sure that you keep this young core together because that's what's so intriguing about the Suns. They made the finals this past year, but now the window is open in, in a larger way because they have such a young roster. So to let any of those pieces go because you're squabbling over some amount of money, look, it, it, it takes money to make money. you got to spend the money on the roster to get to a point where your franchise is selling the merch, getting the TV games that, that help up your, up your contract for television, all those things. So pay the man his money. And then offensive potential. Look, we've seen it from D.A. He's done it on the defensive end of the floor already. But what he could be offensively is worth paying that money to find out if he will be that. I take the gamble because at worst, you have the anchor of a great defense for a very long time. Mm -hmm. At best, you have an all-time great center if he puts it together offensively. It's worth the financial gamble because – even if he doesn't live up to it in, by year two or three, other teams, and you go, well, 
this is too much for our taste or it's time to move on. Other teams are still going to be intrigued by that potential. Yeah. You make the move, a uh, hundred out of hundred. You know, I, I man, the, the offensive the offensive debate you just kind of brought up right there. Um, I I still feel like that's the biggest piece missing from Da's game because yes, he was he was averaging twenty and fifteen in the playoffs basically, but a lot of those were bunnies. A lot of those were right around the rim within ten feet. Um, you know, you didn't see him really shoot that mid-range jumper uh, that much. He hasn't extended his game to the three-point line, even though I know he's working on that. Like, I've seen D.A. hit, like, 15 in a row from three in practice, like, with ease, and you're like, why doesn't he shoot those in the game? Like, he has the ability. He just doesn't really get the – that's not part of the offense. That's not part of what they're really trying to enforce in his game yet. But it's going to have to get there if you're going to pay this guy – or if he's going to realize his potential. DA is a freak athlete, yes, but there are a lot of freak athletes in the NBA. Not quite to his level, but at his position, the elite players are freak, and they can, they're so versatile that that's why they're, they're elite. And if DA is going to get to that point, he has to have more offensive, uh, a more dynamic offensive skill set. Um, because right now he's kind of limited in what he can do offensively, and if this team's going to go anywhere, he's got to pull those bigs away from the basket. And you can't do that if you're just constantly hovering around the basket. Also, just real quick, I can't say this enough, but damn it, sons, run some effing plays for DA <laughs> to get him involved and get him into the to the flow because I think we saw in that Milwaukee series, because they did not – Focus on Da as a as a primary asset on the offensive end, and they only relied basically on on Chris Paul setting other dudes up or Devin Booker creating his own shot. That they missed that third piece against Milwaukee, and if Da was offensively a threat, I feel like we'd be talking about an NBA championship right now as opposed to what happened. I, I think with the Da conversation, when it comes to his contract, it definitely comes down to. Because it doesn't, the contract extension doesn't even kick in this season. It would be next season when it mm -hmm. starts. So you're not paying right now for what he is at this moment or what he's going to be next season. You're paying what he is for beyond that season. And that's when it starts. So I really do think, like you've been saying, as far as his offensive ceiling, he does need to expand his game in that regard, expand his range. Um, the off the dribble flashes that he showed in the playoffs were really encouraging because he's he doesn't have a lot of post moves. He's super efficient from anywhere near the basket, obviously. Um, but like you were saying, I think 84% of his shots in the playoffs were assisted. Um, he was really efficient from there, but he doesn't have kind of these go-to moves that you need to yeah. be this kind of max player, especially if you look at the other guys that have gotten max deals in the in the last few years. So I think it's one of those things where you are overpaying a little bit if you give him the max compared to the normal players that get these kinds of deals, but it's not some egregious overpay. Like Andrew Wiggins is the one exception over the last five years that got this deal and it looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think DeAndre Ayton's headed for that territory. Even if he's just a defense, an elite defensive big who's a rim runner, that might be worth it just within the confines of this team because of what we saw them do. And as they go along, he will need to expand that offensive game and, and take some of that pressure off of Book and an aging Chris Paul. But I think it's worth it. Isn't there another angle here? Doesn't the TV deal get redone sometime right. during that? Which right. means the, the salary cap will increase, mm -hmm. but the percentage that DeAndre Ayton's getting out of that salary cap won't. It's set based on 
when you sign the contract, right? right? Correct. So to me, that makes it even more of a no brainer because you're going to get more flexibility financially. Uh, so you may actually look at that at some point if he does develop as a bargain because because it's not as much of your salary cap as it looks right now. Which is what happened with Devins, right? Mm-hmm. Like, same situation. I don't know. I say give it to him. A lot of the guys in the <laughs> chat are also like, it's not my money. So do it. It's not my money. So it's always easy, but it's not yours. Yeah, for sure. I also think with DeAndre, I think he's a really confident person. I think sometimes that can waver behind the scenes, like internally. I mean, everyone struggles with it. Let's be honest. You can be the most confident person in your craft. But at some point in times, you're going to be like, shoot, am I as good as I think I am? And I think giving DeAndre the max will also give him a good confidence boost to maybe put him to the next level of like, now I have another thing to live up to. I also have my organization behind me fully. They want me to live up to this potential. I need to work a little bit harder maybe. Or just the confidence level. Like, they believe in me. Why shouldn't I believe in me? Like, let's go get it. For sure. And Chris Paul even said that uh, after, I think, game four or five of the NBA playoffs against the the Clippers, he was like, yeah, that dude just earned him a bag in this mm-hmm. game. Like, mm-hmm. because DA was every part of a superstar in that game to keep them in that game. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so Chris Paul knows. And Chris Paul, you know what, if for, for as many times as people might point to Chris Paul and be like, he seems like he's kind of an a-hole or whatever. <laughs> like, Chris Paul helped develop DA to a point where – he, he's he's approaching that superstar level, right? Um, he's still got another jump to go, and I guarantee you Chris Paul is is in his ear still. He probably all offseason. DA probably had to mute his phone at some points this offseason. <laughs> like, bro, can I just have a weekend in the Bahamas with my lady and my baby, please? Yeah. All right? Chris is like, like, no, absolutely yo, bro, not. Like, like no. You're While you're down there, why don't you yeah. take a few jump shots? Like, no. <laughs> Calm down, Chris. You know what I mean? But, like, Chris Paul is the reason why this is even happening for DA, and he's even having discussion because a year ago i mean you tell me if i'm wrong a year ago i think we all agree like he's not a max guy he's not a max guy and then for the playoffs and then yeah and then even and then you got to talk about you know and uh, somebody brought it up in the chat like the whole mikhail factor as well and how he factors into this money wise and how you structure this but to me da is the priority mikhail is the secondary um you know part of this um and we'll get to Mikhail another day for sure. We can yeah, talk about Mikhail. The one thing I do want to say before we change topics is that uh, if they give DeAndre Ayton a max, which I don't know if they will because if they were going to do that, it probably would have been signed already. But if they do give DeAndre Ayton that designated rookie extension for the max, uh, you can only have two of those on the roster. And so they already have one for Devin. They already have one for Ayton. Not that Mikhail Bridges was going to make more money than Ayton, but it is important to note that you know, unless you were, if you're one of those people that's saying, just pay them all, just pay both of them. They deserve it. You can't do that with Mikhail if you do it with Aiden. See, and that's why you strategically draft, uh, you know, Josh Jackson and, uh, and Dragon Bender. <laughs> so you don't have, you don't have these uh, guys that have to get all these max extensions all at one time. Look, mm. I think the chat's right. And you're, you're completely right. Uh, Lindsay, I couldn't care less how much money, the the front office pays keep the core together win some damn basketball games go in the luxury tax if you have to bring a title to phoenix that's all that matters i do not care what your financials say you got a you got an asset that's a 1.6 billion dollar asset spend the money is is where it where it comes to me and you know where you can spend some money? <laughs> DraftKings. DraftKings. Hey. Look, I, I was looking wait, at Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before you, you go into DraftKings. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. There's one other thing in here that you mentioned, 
Gerald, was that um, Aiton's people may also push for a player option in that fifth year. Oh, yeah. But Devin didn't get it. Right. So that might be a little weird is what you're kind of saying. Yeah. So I How was, much of a factor is that in this? I was saying that I think Aiton's people will want that player option. They'll want that flexibility. Um, and I think the Suns are going to be like, look, we didn't give Devin Booker a player option when he signed his five-year deal. And this is – he's still the face of our franchise, and he's going to be. So if we give you a player option, that's a little bit weird, especially since you're going to be making more money than him. I think that if they can come to terms on just five years straight up and then maybe boost his percentage a little bit beyond 25 uh, with those accelerators, then I think that would be something that maybe both sides could come together on. But again, with these five-year designated rookie maxes, normally they're signed pretty quick if, if the team is willing to offer that. So the fact that it hasn't been done to this point, it can be done up until the day before the regular season starts. So there's still time, but it's kind of weird that it hasn't been done already. I think it will happen. Yeah. All right, let me set you back up, Espo. No, my I, bad. I got one. I got one already <laughs> okay, well, in the chamber. Okay, well, then let me do this, and okay. then you, okay. you can bust that out. Let's I'll go. Just, I'll, okay. I'll send it over to okay. you. <laughs> if you want to know more about the DeAndre and Max contract situation, go to gophnx.com because Gerald wrote a really good article that I read this morning that was still a little over my head. You helped me understand <laughs> it more. But for all of you other wonderful nerdier people who are or or like me trying to understand a little bit more go phnx.com gerald's got a great article up there and thank you you know you brought up a great point bringing up the player option you know what players have options <laughs> players on the DraftKings sportsbook app that's right <laughs> i you know i was looking through here i'm actually on the DraftKings sportsbook app right now and we have to have a, a pick of the week right and okay. i i was looking through it at players player futures right which is where you can bet on things like who's going to win an award next season. And, and based on our DeAndre Ayton topic, I was wondering what the odds for defensive player of the year were, right? Okay. And, I, and I'm looking through it, and DeAndre Ayton is plus 4,000, right, to win a defensive player is of the year. Is that good? Really? That's, that, that means you're going to make a lot of money if he does That means it. he's a long shot. Uh, that's yeah. a, he's it a long it, shot. But that's actually a pretty good play. Yeah. Because, I mean, if there's any player out there that you're thinking of, like, maybe doesn't get the defensive love that they did, but they showed it in the playoffs, yeah. um, and maybe he's a sleeper, DA is definitely in that category. So mm -hmm. if you put $100 down, you, you win $4,000. Yeah. It's, it's a heck, heck of odds, but I found it interesting. Mikhail Bridges doesn't even make it in the odds. Interesting. It, it, Which is very, so nuts because everybody was so mad that he didn't make – one of the defensive, oh, all, I was, all I was defensive upset. teams, because well, he should have. Julius upset. Randall's on the list at plus fifteen thousand. Oh, Mikael Bridges isn't. I, I'm not seeing him. We'll get him added. <sighs> Come on, we're Davis. gonna talk to our friends uh, at DraftKings, but <laughs> but I think it speaks to how well regarded DeAndre Ayton's defense is around the league, mm -hmm. uh, and and with the with the draft with the odds makers as well that he's on that list, uh, and and we're not seeing. Mikhail, I think my pick of the week is taking DeAndre Ayton plus 4,000 uh, on Defensive Player of the Year. Now, like uh, we'll have to mark this and go back in like 10 months to go look look if I actually make any <laughs> Write money. Write that down, but, Shane. But I'm going to be using that code PHNX. 
placing my $1 NFL bet and then taking some of that sweet, sweet $200 for free and putting it on DA. If you put $200 down, then uh, you win $8,000. Well, you know. And it's literally free money. Yeah. Like, you can't go wrong there. Mm -hmm. I need instant gratification, so I can't put all two. (laughs) I can't sit here for 10 months waiting on on a $200 bet. (laughs) All right? I got to get some NFL action in here this weekend. So download the (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX, and then bet that at least $1 on an NFL game. Get that $200. Thank our friends at DraftKings for that. We're going to do a little, something a little fun. Here. Yes. We're bringing back a segment. Don't worry, it's not Espo's big board again. You don't have to freak out in the chat that that's been brought back. But Gerald, uh, on on a previous incarnation of a podcast of something I won't mention, uh, but we, uh, uh, back in your Valley of the Suns mm-hmm. days, uh, you, you had a segment on a show called G-Rated. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you tell the people what G-Rated was about? Well, it was much better named than G-Spot, for starters. And <laughs> it was basically, I would, every week, I would bring up a TV show or a movie that I've been binging, especially because I started this podcast, like, during the pandemic, during lockdown. So I was staying in a lot. I was watching a ton of shows. And I was like, okay, I'm not really getting much engagement with this on Twitter. I kind of just want to be able to talk about shows that I like or movies that I like. So we're going to do this from time to time, where we just talk about whatever the hot movie is or hot TV show and for our first segment, we're going to do Ted Lasso, especially because Espo yes. wrote a fantastic article um, about Monty Williams and Ted Lasso and how they're kind of related. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It was really good. But I just love this show. And I started watching it during the pandemic, like right at like peak depression levels, you know, when that was kind of <laughs> setting in. Yes. And I, I can't remember watching a show like you watch comedies and they're funny, but this is just a whole different brand of like yeah. uplifting. And it It just makes you feel better about humanity, which is what we needed last year, especially. Um, I I didn't watch the episode this morning, but um, I'm all caught up otherwise. I saw on Twitter it made somebody cry. Oh, Oh, gosh. Great. Great. Like like half (laughs) half the episodes have made me want to cry. This season especially. They've been. It's been pretty tough, you know, like, but like, that's what I love about this, this show. Like Ted Lasso is just, if you don't. If you don't mess with any type of television show, Ted Lasso should be your introduction into TV series because it's just, it just feels good. It, and it gave me the excuse to use the line macho dickheads in, a, in my first <laughs> column with PHNX. So it was awesome. Look, I, I, I enjoyed it. I held off for a very long time on Ted Lasso because it's like, yeah, it's, it's based on a, a commercial for NBC soccer. <laughs> like, do I really want to watch Jason Sudeikis? Doing that for I love for Jason half an hour. Sudeikis, so oh, I, I love okay Sudeikis too, but I was like, it the it was a commercial bit. Can he really make this a series? I was so wrong, and then I realized that it was by the creator of Scrubs as well. Oh, I didn't know an that. Executive producer, which which hit home with me. So, uh, I if you haven't seen it, I'm I'm giving it uh, five G's, whatever we're whatever we're <laughs> we rated. Just do out of ten. Uh, out of ten, <laughs> yeah. ten G's. I'm giving it then. Uh, if should have specified stars <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're giving it 10 Gerald heads, all right? Oh, no. That's what we're giving it. I haven't watched it, but everything I've heard, I need to watch it. It's yeah. on my list of things to watch. I just haven't really been watching things the last couple months. I've spent majority of my entertainment time on TikTok, um, <laughs> which has been really entertaining and fun. Like, yeah. I love TikTok. But it is on my list of things to watch. And I did read your article, and I thought it was kind of a cool concept because I didn't know anything about it I just heard everyone talking I'm like what is this show 
But your article kind of breaks it down a little bit more that it's like, like you said, you don't have to be a machismo. You don't have to be a jerk in order to be a good, effective coach. And obviously, Monty has used that in a way that has resonated really well with his players. I mean, we see them constantly praise Monty the way that he does things. Talk about the fact that he cares about them as people before players. And I think that's something that's kind of missing in sports in general. So whether it comes from a TV show or actual like real life coach in Monty Williams, it's needed. Like, why can't we be caring about our players as human beings? Like, is it just I think. I'm not trying to go off the deep end here, but a lot of it, I think, is just kind of our societal norms of what we've dictated each gender and each area of the world sure. need to be like. But it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't. You know, and, and I, funny enough, I actually made a post on LinkedIn today talking about that very thing about leaders. And, um, you know, I, I think both in the military, before the military, after the military, you know, in my last position, like I've been in environments where you have leaders that understand like what makes everybody tick um, and genuinely care about you as a, as a person. Like the job is the job. Like we, we understand what the job is, um, you know, and even in the military, like there, there's some jobs where, you know, it's life or death, literally life or death. You know, you got to take care of this, but not everything has to be about that. Like you can care about your, the, you know, your, your subordinates family or what's going on in their life or their personal life and, you know, care about them. It, it makes them want to invest more into you as a leader and, and believe in what you're trying to do. And um, I think too many times, uh, you know, when we, when we talked about PHNX, the digital space scares a lot of the, the, the older version of corporate America. And, um, and, and, it, and it scares them to the point where they either just disregard it completely or they just are so entrenched in how it used to be. And, and it affects people. And that's why you see such a mass exodus of people that got a taste of home life working from home. And they said, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to go to the office anymore. I don't want to do this. Like, you got to care about me as an individual. And that's what I love about Monty. He cares about his players. He's been through some effed up situations in his own life. Um, and he's and he's come out and he's learned from those experiences and he's been able to pass on a message to his players that really you know resonates within them. And that's why they'll they'll do whatever he says because they they love him as a as a human being, not only as their coach, but you know, as a man. Yeah, and t- season two of Ted Lasso has taken some heat because oh it's not as good whatever. I think it's because they're diving into just what you talked about. Absolutely right. The actual human element of all this, Absolutely. the flaws that people have mm-hmm. and how you become better leaders. You know, and, and there's multiple members of the coaching staff that, that talk about that. And I think Monty's very good at driving people through that and, and helping them grow and finding that within them. So you can you can't appreciate the good things in life if you've never gone through anything bad. Right. You know, and when you watch Ted Lasso and he's, you know, he's got such a great demeanor and a great disposition, but deep inside he's still dealing with some things that are effed up mm-hmm. and he can't get past. And so like when you see him going to the therapist and finally talking like that's something that that I think everybody can identify with like on the outside, when we come to work, we try to put on our best face possible. We try to be, you know, cordial to our teammates and, um, and the fans and the community and stuff like that. But you never know what somebody's going through on a day to day basis. And Ted Lasso is kind of bringing that to the forefront because he's got some deep seated issues he's got to deal with just like the rest of us. Well, and I also think it's really important that it's 
a male character that's kind of doing that because I'm not trying yeah. to be a jerk, but true. it seems no. like y'all are a little more hesitant <laughs> oh, yeah. to be open about <laughs> those things or to seek out any sort of like support for those for things. Mm-hmm. So it's always good when you have a male character who's willing to like start that conversation. That, that's why we have a couch. So we, uh, yeah, we're going to have some group therapy <laughs> sessions <laughs> in here, I'm sure, sure at some point in time. But with Monty, I think too, it's like, it's not a one size fits all, no. right? Like, yes, some players want to be yelled at. Some players want to be like, like drill it into me. You know what I mean? But how are you going to figure out if they react well to that or if they need something else? Sure. If you don't care about them as a person and find out what it is that makes them tick. Again, uh, again, I, I'm going to go back to this a million times every single time I can, I can find a way to do it. But that's what we're trying to do here. We're, that's what we're trying to do here at PHNX is we're trying to find, we want to give everybody a community where they feel like a part of a, a bigger group, a, bi- a part of a family, um, and a part of something that's bigger than themselves. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, in, at DNVR, like all over the city in games, whatever, you will see people repping the DNVR shirts. And when you see somebody like, that's like that, uh, it's like, hey, we're in the same group. Like I, I, I vibe with you because you vibe with me, you know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to build here mm-hmm. because Phoenix is such a unique city. It's such a unique city. It's, it, it's, it's kind of a, a melting pot of all different ethnicities and, and different backgrounds and, and even, uh, you know, fans of other teams. But I think everybody vibes with Phoenix that lives here in Phoenix. And so that's what we're trying to bring to the forefront. Um, be a part of our community. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to kind of break down a little bit on what we're doing here. Like, do you want to kind of yeah. explain to the fans maybe how often they to can, me. Do you want to explain? Yeah. They can hang out with us. We should do this. Or Go for where it. where or how. <laughs> so uh, we, we will be doing uh, some sort of show, whether it's live or, or audio only on demand podcast dropping 2 PM every day, Monday through Friday during the off season. Once we get into the season, we will be with you. Uh, for post games, every game, uh, home away, we will be here to talk about the Suns. We'll also probably do some fun pregame stuff since we'll all be in the room. We'll be in the Discord. It'll be popping when uh, when we're talking about sure. uh, during the game. So we'll have a lot of that. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google for the audio. You can find us on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button when you please, get there. Please. Hit that like button. As well, uh, when you hit that YouTube page, because you can find us there all the time. Hit that uh, bell. Hit ding that ding bell, ding. so that way you and, and then click on all, so that way you get all the notifications for any of our shows that go live. Yeah, so you can do that. Uh, you can find us on social at phnx underscore sons. We'll be there as well on Twitter to tell you and keep you up to date with everything, including written. And you can also find the show after the fact on go phnx. Dot com. There will be a, blo- a a written post for every show that you can find us there as well. Anything you want to add, Lindsay? I don't think so. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. So All right. W- one last thing before bit. we close on Ted Lasso. Out of ten, I know apparently you were giving it Gerald heads. But you gave it ten, a 10. Gerald heads. You gave it a ten. Saw what would be out of ten so far. I mean, I wish it. I I wish we called Phoenix. If you don't know who Phoenix oh. is, oh. Uh, oh. he's oh. our mascot. Uh, but the original thought was. Uh, uh, pricks. We were gonna call him Pricks. You know what I mean? So, we can still change it. Yeah, That's but, his name. but I didn't want to say like ten pricks in the G spot. So. Oh. Oh, and that was our last G-rated segment. Oh. For the- oh. I mean, 
sorry. It went out with a bang. I, oh, wow. See? See? Lindsay's getting into it. There it is. There it is. You, you, anyway. guys, you guys have left me no room to transition to the very last thing. We're yeah. Give it a 9 out of 10 hey, and hey, then hey. jump out a window. I, I will say uh, Ted Lasso is my favorite um, series of all time, so it's definitely a 10 for me. Okay. Very nice. What's I, your anticipation, Greg? I'm going to say... I anticipate a nine, okay. just because I don't want to get all the way to a sure, ten and then let be let down. So if it's like eight and a half, nine ish, then I feel like I can it, it can exceed my expectations, yeah. which I always like. So you can catch Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. If you don't have that, but you become a member and you jump in the Discord, we'll give you Saul's password. Uh, I, hey, listen, so. Apple TV. I know, I know, you were sending out <laughs> freaking uh, Ted Lasso kits. So uh, holler at your boy because I, I would love one. I got, I got a Roy. Oh, do you yeah, really? Ross, That's Ross awesome. On a, Roy on Kent is an all-time great TV character. Yes, we have is. to say that. He's uh, amazing. So I, I, to wrap it up, I, and we're not going to do this the way we usually do, uh, I'll, I'll tell everybody where you can follow each of us, but then there's one last thing I want to talk about. You can follow Lindsay at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. I have no joke today for that. And you can follow me at Aspo. Before we get out of here, I'd be remiss if we did not mention this. Sun's great. Cotton Fitzsimmons is going into the Hall of Fame uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, he passed away in 2004, so he obviously won't be there. His wife, Joanne, will be giving his speech. But I wanted to uh, end this show with one of my favorite quotes in Sun's history. From Cotton Fitzsimmons, the day that he and the Phoenix Suns drafted one Dan Marley. The Phoenix Suns select Dan Marley of Central Michigan University. We are very happy to select Dan Marley. I cannot help how you feel. All I can tell you is this. We couldn't be happier, and I think you people will be sorry that you ever booed this young man. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com